Welcome to The Power of the Pivot, a podcast giving you daily marketing tips and strategies from both myself and scrappy entrepreneurs who have all learned by doing. I'm Susan Salzman, your host, and the truth is building the life and business you want, desire, and deserve in your 50s doesn't have to suck. In these episodes, I will teach you the tips and tricks to managing and maintaining a life and a career you not only adore, but you're proud of. Nothing is off limits here. We talk about loss of identity and how that mentally and physically impacts us, how to relaunch after heartache and menopause, hardship, money, and what it takes to reinvent, reframe, and reimagine a life that once was. I always say the goal is in the vision, the system is in the roadmap, and without your systems in place, it's easy to get stuck, overwhelmed, and paralyzed. And because I don't want that for you, both myself and my guests are sharing personal stories, past failures, and present wisdom in order to amplify the conversation, inspire action, and move the needle. So get ready to dive in. I'm glad you're here. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Power of the Pivot podcast. My name is Susan Salzman, and I'm excited to share with you a mini episode that's intended to give you actionable tips and intel in 15 minutes or less so that you can grab a takeaway and then apply it to both your life and your business. It's hard to build something new at any age, let alone women like us in our 50s and beyond. And because so much has changed since we started our career post-college, learning how to navigate all the technology and the resources and information can be very overwhelming. So I'm going to break some stuff down for you that's both practical and easy to digest. Today, I want to talk about why so many creatives and entrepreneurs feel like they're a constant failure. The truth is, no one's actually failing. But the feeling of failure vibrates so loud because when you're passionate about what you're creating and who you're serving, getting into what you think might be the end goal feels incredibly daunting. And what I've learned and how I share with my people is that there is no one end goal. Unfortunately or fortunately, you're never done. So even though you have a big picture in mind, there are numerous mini goals and milestones and even tasks that are all required to get you to that one place. And learning how to prioritize which ones need your attention now or this week or even this month is the secret sauce. Because most of the people I work with, aside from a few of the corporate clients, are a team of one. And because of that, you are sitting in all seats at the boardroom table. You're not just a CEO. You're also a CMO, a chief marketing officer, a CFO, financial officer, a COO, operating officer, etc., etc. And because of that, your task list grows and grows and grows. And generally, there's no end in sight until you can hire people that can help you fill some of those roles and delegate many of those tasks. But that really can't happen until you, one, have the revenue to justify it, and two, have the systems in place in order to automate some of those reoccurring tasks. For the record, I'm not immune to that ever-growing task list. And I do get overwhelmed and I do feel some days like I just want to stay under the covers. But what has saved me are the tools I've created to help me create order out of chaos. Just the other day, I had a brief check-in with a client and she said, ugh, 
it's noon and all I did was go through my emails and respond to X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I stopped her right there because going through one's inbox is a humongous task. And I reminded her that she needed to remove the word just and that doing that exercise is not only cathartic, but it's cleansing. She cleared the clutter, not only in her inbox, but also in her head. She freed up space to create and grow. No matter how much time she had left in her day to do that thing she originally intended to do, she had cleared something that had been nagging at her. So my friend, part of getting to where you want to go is tackling that to-do list one bite at a time, being super strategic about it, and shifting your narrative little by little. And once you start to reframe that narrative, as well as develop a process for how to get from point A to point B, burnout will less likely get in the way of you doing all the amazing things you're meant to do. So with that said, burnout is a real problem. And because of that, today I'm going to talk about some ways you can avoid it. So if you're ready, I'm ready, but you might want to Take a few notes, so grab a piece of paper and your favorite pen, and let's get into it. All right, here we go. Number one, take care of yourself first. This is no different than the airplane mask analogy that we've all heard over and over again. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first before putting it on your loved ones, because if your gas tank isn't full, you will pretty much be useless to everyone around you. So how I fill up my tank is By first thing in the morning, I do some sort of walk. It could be 20 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half. It doesn't really matter. It just is a way for me to get some fresh air, move my body, and feel as though I prioritize myself by taking care of me first before I, you know, looked at my email or sat down to write or whatever it may be. So for you, whether it's a walk or a meditation, a yoga class, a massage, maybe an art class or a hobby, whatever it is that is nourishing you, put that high on the list. Everyone and everything else can wait. Number two, control your calendar. Don't let it control you. On Sundays, I sit down with my calendar and my worksheets and I map out my week and block off whatever is already scheduled and existing. Then I look at all those empty spaces and figure out how to fill them in, sort of like a puzzle. But the pieces of that puzzle are the unfinished projects from the week before and new stuff I might want to tackle this coming week. So I start to fill in those spaces with blocks of anywhere from an hour or two on how I might want to tackle some of those things. And this is how I map out my week. So if someone calls me for an impromptu meeting or a lunch or whatever, I can unapologetically say no because I made a commitment to myself. And just like number one, self-care and putting you first, that applies here as well. Those projects or block times could be anything you choose. Maybe you do want to take a ceramics class or you want to finally um, start cleaning out the garage. If you scheduled it, and commit to it, and put it on your calendar, let's say two hours, then you are on the road to making progress. And if you find yourself continuously pushing your things aside to please everyone else, or act on a whim of a request, I promise you, burnout is inevitable. Number three, set boundaries. 
It's not about the yeses. It's about the noes. Again, this ties directly back to both tip one and two. If you have been asked to be on a committee, say at your kid's school, and you hesitantly say yes, like I used to do, um, because you're feeling guilted into it, then that should be a very hard no. Hard no's come when you are aligned with what you are willing to accept and not accept. When COVID hit and we were all on lockdown, the most liberating thing I remember doing was deleting all the obligatory things on my calendar. It was so fun and it was a wake-up call to this very thing because I was so used to people-pleasing and saying yes to everything that I was ultimately saying no to myself. So getting comfortable with saying no isn't easy, but when you do, you will see how quickly you grow. For me, that's when everything started shifting creatively. Having all that extra space in my day and in my week to fill it in and design it the way I wanted to design it helped me realize that my program could help many. And I started creating both digital and self-paced products, self-paced products. So be okay with the no. It's not selfish. It's actually selfless and everyone around you will ultimately benefit from it. Number four, your systems are your friend. Whether you have a business or a building one or just simply interested in organizing your life and its legacy, systems are the key to your kingdom. And they will also provide you with the balance so that you can better automate some of the things in your life that you do on repeat. And they will ultimately help you, if you are in business, grow a team. So let me give you an example. For years, I was trying to hire someone to help me with my social media because it's no secret that social media is a bane in my existence. I don't really like it, but I know it's how we all communicate today. So I force myself to be consistent with it. And I'm not, and in my world, many of these people that I needed to hire are virtual. So verbal communication isn't really an option. I tried using platforms like Asana, Slack, Telegram, etc. The list goes on and just found myself repeating the same instructions over and over again. I would give visuals and for some reason, there was always a disconnect. And I, when I realized I had to find a better way to communicate, to, to create that partnership and that relationship so that it can thrive and not fail, I started creating SOPs. What's an SOP? It's a standard operating procedure. In a nutshell, it's a step-by-step instruction manual, kind of like a if this, then that approach, no different than the manual you might have received for the mini chopper in your kitchen or the toaster oven, or maybe that chair you got from Amazon. If you don't have the instructions on how to start so you could ultimately finish, you're screwed. And you'd probably either return that damn thing or dump it in the gra- in the trash. So once I did that, I started finding my people and the collaboration has been inspiring. So whether it's an SOP on how you organize your Google Docs or Dropbox folders or your content and your assets or even all those digital family photos that are on your computer and on most days you can't find it because it's not labeled properly, it's all in the systems. Number five, find support. 
Support support comes in all shapes and sizes. Over the years, I've hired web developers and graphic designers and content people and implementers. But where I have found my biggest source of inspiration and support are both in the groups that I participate in, as well as the ones that I lead. Being in a room, even if it's a Zoom room, allows me to listen to where most of those are struggling. It's a great place to not only be creative, be inspired, but it also allows you to give a fresh perspective to others because we all have a different way of looking at things and even learning and processing things. So these group experiences remind me of those days around the boardroom table or the discussions around the water cooler. When I started my career in the entertainment business way back in the day, we would have these Monday morning creative brainstorming meetings or like meetings of what's on the agenda or what client was doing what XYZ. This is no different. With all of this remote way of working, this has become less of a thing. It's become harder and harder to connect, engage, converse, and create. But I do feel that the groups are a way to bring that experience back a little bit. And even though we're not physically sitting in the same room, we are still visible in the Zoom screen. And because of that, we are feeling a bit less lonely. So if you're feeling a bit lonely or burnt out, I highly suggest you seek out a group or two that can help you stay focused. This has been the biggest asset in my life, and I know I would not be anywhere near where I am today without the women that I share space with on a weekly basis. If you're interested in learning more about the groups that I hold, feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to share more about it. I also offer a free monthly workshop, generally lands on the fourth Wednesday morning of the month, and I will share a link in the show notes, but if you're curious now, you can head over there, and that's www.susansalzman, S-U-S-A-N-S-A-L-Z, no T, M-A-N, forward slash, from scattered to efficient workshop. And if you're wanting to automate some of the tasks you are currently doing on with in both your life and your business, I highly recommend my ebook, perfectly titled Automate. It's five really good exercises that will help you create a strategy, a system, and a structure to automate pretty much anything and everything in your life, including a template for the SOP that I mentioned in tip number four. So that's it for today. If you found this valuable and you would love to hear more and I'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment where you are listening to this or shoot me a DM on Instagram, which I'll also put in the show notes. And always remember the goal is in the vision. The system is in the roadmap. I'm all about helping women in their fifties rediscover who they are as well as what they want and help them manifest their skills and talents into tangible results. So if this resonates with you, I'm here every week sharing stories of past wisdom and current failures. For now, have a great day and see you next week. Same time, same place. I hope this episode inspired, encouraged, and challenged you to possibly take action, but also know that whatever you might be going through, you're never alone. There truly is no greater joy than connecting with others who may be dealing with some of the same challenges and obstacles as you are. And on the hills of that, 
What better way to celebrate some of your wins and achievements than with those who are walking right beside you? This podcast and the community that I've been building is all about that. Women supporting other women to do and be exactly who they were always meant to be. And in my opinion, there's no better experience than community. It builds connection, confidence, and most importantly, trust. If you're seeking community, connection, and rich conversations, just know that there's always an available seat for you at my table. Feel free to reach out. There's lots of ways for us to hang out together. For now, remember, the goal is in the vision. The system is in the roadmap. And as always, it would be hugely appreciated if you subscribed, shared, and downloaded this episode. See you next week, same time, same place.